It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. Robert Phelps, president of Canadian Operations with Silver Chef, who has teams established across Canada responsible for supporting dealer partners and industry bodies to deliver business value with flexible equipment rental and finance lease funding solutions across the hospitality sector. So supporting customers, including restaurants, cafes, motels, hotels, clubs, coffee roasters, butchers, bakers, you name it, even franchisees. Today, Silver Chef has partnered with over 2,500 Canadian hospitality businesses. So welcome, Robert, to the show. Hi, Anne. Delighted to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, and uh, one thing that we share in common, of course, is a bit of Aussie, uh, Aussie heritage, Aussie blood. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Australian heritage in both of us. <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Robert, where you're from. Give us the details on your current business. Uh, so, look, um, uh, in relation to my background, obviously uh, Australian, but now been in, in, uh, in Canada for uh, a number of years and for our business here in, in Canada, with our main office here in Vancouver for now five years. So, Silver Chef, um, Silver Chef is a, a purpose-driven, dedicated financier to the hospitality sector. Our purpose as an organization is to, to help people achieve their dreams within the hospitality sector. We provide access to working capital via equipment rental and finance lease that helps businesses within the hospitality, hospitality sector to start a new venture uh, or expand their current operations, update existing equipment that they're operating with or, or modify how they, they currently run and how they currently operate. Our unique offering shares the equipment risk with the customer for the first 12 months, and then, then it enables them to either purchase the equipment, return the equipment, or extend their, uh, their rental into a finance lease arrangement, and that provides them that pathway to ownership of the equipment uh, over the following two to three years. Nice. So there is a, a rent-to-own component there too. Absolutely. So it's rental, and then there's that pathway to ownership. So yes, rent-to-own. Robert, I'm curious, a little bit, so did Silver Chef start in Australia? Uh, yes, indeed. So Silver Chef did start in Australia. It started in uh, Australia 32 years ago. Um, wow. We are now in three countries. Um, so we are in uh, Australia and 15 years ago moved into the New Zealand market and five years ago we moved into the Canadian market. Ah, three great countries, of course. Now question, the Canadian operations, how long ago did that start up? Uh, we started in Canada five years ago. Okay, and I mean, I'm not going to go back as, as early as the founding of, of Silver Chef, so you probably weren't there either, but in, in regards to the Canadian side of the operation, did you need financing to start this arm, and how did, how did that evolve? Uh, yes, I mean, we are a, an organization. We provide working capital um, that we invest directly into the hospital sec- hospitality sector, so hence capital uh, was essential, and it's essential for us as an organization. We established ourselves within the Canadian market with finance, um, as well as support from the Australian operations and equity investors. So as a startup, um, entering into any new market um, is that requirement for capital is important to be able to support the operations of the business. 
and then also being able to progress the business to a point of uh, a break even and making money as well. Fantastic. What is the long-term vision for uh, Silvership here in Canada? What will the company look like in the future? Do you see yourself expanding into other areas beyond your current three countries? Yeah, that's a really exciting part, Ange, is uh, um, as we spoke about, Silver Chef's currently in three countries and, and Canada is our newest. Our long-term vision remains continue to support the growth and sustainability of the, of the Canadian hospitality sector and then the opportunity to expand beyond Canada into the United States. So our long-term vision is to have ourselves established across four countries, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the United States. And as we, as we do that, uh, expand what we do um, as an organisation around our purpose as well. Silver Chef uh, is a, a social enterprise or a benefit called B Corporation, uh, which is focused around business for good. So being able to put back into the community for what we do as an organisation as well, focused around planet, people and, and profit. And so at the same time, as we continue to grow and expand, how do we help people with our partners like Opportunity International, which um, help people out of poverty on a global basis? as well as what we can do locally with partnerships um, that we have here in Vancouver with um, the Better Life Foundation and the Greasy Spoon um, Supper Series. It's here in Vancouver and it helps the homeless and, uh, and looks to improve their life um, as a whole. Wow, fantastic. So five years ago, you moved Silver Chef to Canada, where you currently call Vancouver home, which is fantastic. We're super excited that you chose British Columbia as your head office. So, you know, location, 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 Robert. Um, what are the biggest benefits from, from having the company here in British Columbia? I think the, the, the biggest benefit um, being new into a market is, is the fact that you're new and you bring new value to a business, new value to the province, into the city, uh, and for us looking to create um, new value throughout the hospitality sector uh, across Canada. I mean, I, I love it when I hear from customers and spend time with them and and they talk about, look, we couldn't have started. We couldn't have started our dream in the hospitality sector without Silver Chef. And it's just wonderful here to hear that we can support people with that dream of actually starting a business or expanding their business within the hospitality sector itself. And what a great location in Vancouver and, and across BC and the rest of the country because the, the industry is just so vibrant. Tell us a little bit about, and, and you know, we, we need to be candid here because it's not all roses and, no. and rose petals. What are the... What are some of the tougher things or challenges for our listeners if you were considering setting up, say, a head office here in BC? Uh, okay. Some of the, the biggest challenge I think actually correlates directly with the, with the benefit side of things. It's ultimately you've got to build a, a brand um, and be able to create your business within a market where you're not known. And, uh, and they are big markets that you've got to be able to get a, a brand profile established. And as you build the brand, you've got to start to create um, relationships and partnerships. So the, the one area that uh, has been a really key focus for us is those strategic partnerships and, uh, and building those out within the market. So within Vancouver and, and our other locations uh, across Canada, a value dealer market that actually provides the equipment to the hospitality operators, then strategic partnerships with the, the likes of Restaurants Canada Association and the Canadian Franchise Association, where a lot of the hospitality operators um, have relationships with, and that enables that creation of a of a brand profile. So that's the challenge. It's it's uh, whilst you're new, you're entering a new market. You've got to be able to get that reach, and uh, and then finding that's the challenge, and finding the right strategic partnerships and relationships to help with that. 
So, okay, that's great segue. And knowing what you know now, if you were to start all over again, what are some of the things that you would do from the beginning if you were to start all over again? Yeah, look, I mean, that's a great question, right? We all, we all learn from our experiences. And, and one of the things that Canada is such a large market and the opportunities are immense. So do you go broad across all the cities um, or do you actually become quite targeted? And, and in doing that, as you do that, you've also got to understand and, and look at, well, what's my growth and ensure that your planning goes beyond simply one or two years. Cause as your business grows, so do all your property needs. So starting with something that is a more flexible option, which might be something like shared workspace. Uh, and then you can spend time finding the right location that will accommodate your business for, for many years. So um, Vancouver is such a great city and has so many great, fantastic locations. So choosing the right location for your business when the time is right to be able to minimize future disruption, uh, be able to minimize cost as the cost of relocating as you continue to grow and you build success uh, is quite fundamental. It's quite a uh, financial impact on your business. Have you had any relocation challenges or? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the thing, right? We've, uh, we've moved three <laughs> times within, uh, within Vancouver and we're uh, in a wonderful location on Homer Street. And, uh, but we've had to relocate the business as we've continued to grow and that's disruptive. You've got to reallocate um, all your systems um, or your employees mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and update all your records. And there's a the cost that comes with that, obviously, as well. So it is a challenge. Robert, I, uh, just a little insight. What were the motivations for the, the moves? What were, what were the triggers to finally find your, your landing place now in downtown? Uh, the, the triggers were... Um, well, one uh, location we wanted to be obviously in uh, in the hardware downtown. We wanted to be around where a good portion of the the vibrant uh, industry is within the hospitality sector, uh, as well as the partners that we operate with as well. The other other component was having the right size for future growth of the business, and that's that's the element where we had to continue to relocate uh, out through one premises and then into the into the next. So if we'd started with something that uh, was a little bit more of a co-working space and there's lots of those options um, that are available within Vancouver and across Canada and start there and then look at your future planning to make sure that your premises are large enough to accommodate your future growth. And in hindsight, what sort of time frame do you think would have accommodated that, you know, that startup, you know, where you can, in a co-working space, let's say where you can add on extra staff or extra offices as you need them, what kind of time frame would have suited that startup time? It is determined upon um, growth rate, obviously, yeah. but uh, yeah. a couple of years, two to three years for sure. You're right downtown Vancouver. Do you live at downtown Vancouver as well? Uh, live in Kitsilano. Oh, okay. Now, I, I mean, Kitsilano, I, knowing the area, it's a very trendy, funky little area downtown, of course, and you, you describe the, the heart of downtown Vancouver. That's one area that's just fantastic, in my opinion, but... I think we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in uh, Vancouver, maybe close to where you live or work, that you love to explore, where you recharge, get inspired uh, about uh, life or business? I've probably got a number of places, actually, because there's different locations or different demands throughout a, a week as well. And, and so I've probably got three go-to places where uh, i got time to think and, and time to plan. And the first would be... You know, the, uh, our customers and the hospitality sector itself, but it is so vibrant and passionate. So the opportunity to be able to spend with our time with our customers, interacting, listening to their business dreams, enjoying a meal, uh, enjoying some wine with them, always inspiring. And, and Vancouver has so many great 
restaurants and cafes, whether it's downtown, whether it's on 4th or Broadway. Uh, there's just so many venues and it's just a, a great way to be able to interact and, and just hear from them. And that's inspiring in, in, in itself as to then how we can support for the future. So that would be, that's sort of certainly one of my go-to places. Uh, the other would be, it's probably not as inspiring as certainly the first one. I, I spend a lot of time traveling, so I've spent a fair bit of time on a plane uh, across the country as well. And that, that does create great reading time, great thinking time, uh, opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to um, get up to date with uh, information and content and just some, go through various thought processes about planning and, and where I'm heading from a business perspective. Finally, you know, I love to surf part of the Australian background. Um, so whilst I don't get a lot of opportunity at this stage in, uh, in Canada and, and Vancouver, I find it's therapeutic and relaxing and it's great thinking time. So when the opportunity's there, uh, I try and capture that as well. You know, the, you talk and you mentioned passion a lot in relation to hospitality, the hospitality sector. Do you think uh, hospitality entrepreneurs in particular have to be weird or wired differently or unique in a positive way? No, I don't think so. Um, in my mind, for entre- entrepreneurs, it's, it's all about the, the passion. Uh, their passion for something new, they want to make a difference. So, no, I don't think so. It's more around the individual and their passion for what they're doing. And is there something about a hospitality sector entrepreneur that um, would you say they need to take greater risks or, you know, what are some of the, what are some of the fuel that drives those entrepreneurs in this sector in particular from your observation? What I love about the the entrepreneurs and operators within the the hospitality sector is um, they're just creative. They're creative people. a cafe, a restaurant, it's like a theatre. What they produce is an art uh, with their, their coffee, their cuisines, the, the whole atmosphere uh, within the venue as well. It's that create creativity that comes out of the, the operators, which is what I love. Beautiful. I totally agree with you. Are, uh, are you reading any books or uh, watching any TV series that you think relates to entrepreneurial suits and would you recommend to any of our listeners? Uh, again, flying around the country a, a fair bit as well. I'm normally carrying around or have reference to some form of business book or, or leadership book that I'm carrying around in the briefcase and, and generally like to try and get a few chapters in or read a few pages. And there's certainly there's two general go-tos that um, I fall back on at different stages is I, if I'm trying to just recollect back on parts of business um, or other thought processes. And one would be uh, certainly in business itself, uh, a book by Simon Sinek, uh, which is Start With Why. What I love is the aspect of what he calls out there. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters why you do it. And I think that's true to purpose in business. Mm-hmm. It's that element of um, it matters why you do what you do. And, and I think that shines through in the, the hospitality sector as well. Again, that, that passion, that creativity and, and why the operators are, are within the industry. That'd be, the, that'd be the first one. And I, I think the second one is uh, it's more of a, a, a people or leadership book. It's called The Secret, What Great Leaders Know and, and Do by Ken Blanchard and Mark Miller. There's a great word in there and it's called, called SERVE. And uh, it's an acronym that relates to uh, see the future, engage and develop others, reinvent continuously, value results and relationships. And the last one's around in, embodying and embodying the, the values. And I think yeah, that's great insights uh, as well because the hospitality sector, it's a large employer of people. 
uh, and it's, it's creating the right environment for employees within the industry, which then flows out through to all the guests that are in the venue and as part of that experience as well. I think they're great insights in both books for whether you're starting business, growing your business, uh, or just constantly looking to reinvent. Robert, if you weren't uh, working as uh, head of Canadian operations for Silver Chef, what would you be doing? Uh, yeah, look, uh, that's a great question. Um, maybe surfing, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that forever in a day, but that'd be fantastic. Um, I've always enjoyed, always enjoyed helping business and, uh, and people in business. So I, if I wasn't uh, at Silver Chef and if I wasn't surfing, I'd be somehow advising or consulting uh, or looking to help, be, help people be successful in their business. Do you have a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Uh, word quote, a couple of words that um, uh, yeah, regularly refer to as is purpose and values. And you know, they, these two words define who we are individually um, and who the business or organization um, uh, are or, and what they stand for as well. So you know, a couple of areas around ensuring that you know, the organization's purpose um, and as well as the values of the individual and the organization come through. So regularly talk to those two words. Two, two words. Is there any uh, sort of sentiment, word or sentence that uh, just grates on you or irks you that you don't like to hear? Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> you know, I always feel like those words um, are said too easily and, and people are giving up sometimes before they've tried. And, and that's what I do love about the, the hospitality sector. It's, again, it's passion, it's creativity. Um, operators, their, their commitment uh, to wanting to be successful and just create an experience for their customers because they have a passion. And you don't hear that much. And, uh, and that's why I hate hearing those two words. It's impossible. Because really, everything is possible. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. Robert, um, how about on a practical basis, what about uh, what are some online or offline tools that you use, maybe two or three of the top ones that you use on a daily basis? Uh, well, I guess from the, the, the key one for me is uh, that lovely device, the, the iPhone that we carry around in our pockets or in, uh, within our hands as well. I just, I'd be lost, lost without it, right? At the very start of the day, the, it uh, sets the day with the alarm going off to, to kick off the day if I'm not awake already through to the information that it shares with the, the plan for the day. Always love to have a look at the, uh, the weather updates that are on there, the news that are coming through. Um, mm-hmm. So the iPhone, absolutely critical thing. <laughs> yeah, seems to be the compass of every minute of the day. Absolutely. What about, uh, what about the first hour of the day? What time do you get up in the morning? What's that, what's that kickoff uh, routine look like to get you motivated? It, uh, it used to be really consistent uh, in Australia because of the, uh, the weather conditions, but it, uh, it changes a little bit throughout the year uh, in Canada. Uh, I generally like to rise around about uh, 5, 5.30 or, or 6, depending upon the, the time of year. In the colder months when the, the days are shorter, it generally starts with, with breakfast, get organised, uh, make my way into the office uh, or to the airport if I'm travelling and uh, look to start the day. Um, if I'm traveling, I generally like to get to the gym and uh, get some time on the treadmill to start the day to, uh, to kick off lively. And then once I'm in the office uh, or, or just before the first meeting, I also like to uh, take a bit of a traditional, traditionalist approach. I do like to pick up the paper, uh, pick up the Globe and Mail, and I do like to sit down and have a coffee and, uh, and have a bit of a read as to um, what uh, news is being updated. That's generally the start to the day. 
If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, Robert, what would they be and why? Uh, energetic and, and disciplined, I would probably uh, say. Uh, on that side, like to stay healthy, like to stay fit, and you know, like to get lots done. And so keeping the energy levels as high as possible is really in, important to me. And the other one is uh, just like you know, the entrepreneurs, business people as a whole, um, things need to get done. And if you're a startup or you're entering a new market, there's always lots of, uh, lots of work to get done. It needs high energy, needs discipline, and it's got to have that ability to execute on the initiatives and the opportunities which are there, which are critical. So yeah, keeping, keeping it um, highly disciplined and, and energetic. Robert, what about uh, top one or two things on your inspired life list? So this is you know, potentially related to work and career, but, per- but also perhaps to life over the next, let's say, two years. Over oh, two years. Okay. Well, um, uh, I'd love to, uh, in the bucket list, run the New York Marathon at Ooh, uh, wow. a future point in time and um, probably not doing enough training right now, but I uh, would need to step that up a little bit. But also um, that would be something I'd love to be able to tackle in the next couple of years. And uh, opportunity to surf in the Maldives is on the list. And a wine tour with my family through France would be fantastic. Fantastic. And in the Northern Hemisphere, it's probably going to be a little easier to do as well. Awesome. A couple of fun questions for you. You know, if there was a tropical island just off of Fiji and, and you know, you're used to island living, but uh, there was one phone, no internet. The only thing you could use the phone for was to call somebody to come pick you up but you don't have a computer and no, your, your daily use of us of an iPhone is now off limits. How long would you last there, Robert? And what would you do while you were there? Well, I'm probably having severe anxiety attacks and nomophobia <laughs> without the iPhone, I'd imagine. But, uh, so I'd have to occupy myself. But gee, if there was a surfboard there, I think that'd be okay for a few days. I could um, probably occupy myself on the basis that I had a surfboard and, and catch a few waves, but I don't think it'd take too long before, um, before I'd start to miss uh, my wife and my daughters and I'd be making a call within a couple of days for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Is there any advice that uh, you've received that's really stuck with you that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout British Columbia? Oh, look, one of the best uh, pieces of advice that I've ever received was just uh, the ability to be able to manage your business and lead through ambiguity. And if you're conscious of that and in today's world, because information flow is everywhere today. You know, the, the iPhone, you know, the papers, internet, there's just a fountain of information that's constantly available or, or coming at you. You've got to be able to lead through and manage and run your business through and make the right decisions. Well, and how can listeners get a hold of you? Uh, and is there anything else you'd like to add before you leave us today? Uh, look, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, firstly, thank you for the opportunity to be able to um, catch up and share some of my insights as well. I can be contacted uh, on my email on rphelps at silverchef.ca or on LinkedIn. Or what I'd love to be able to leave with you uh, as well, if, if anyone would be interested in uh, looking at the, the local B Corp um, community within Vancouver or, or mm. across Canada, please reach out on that front. And I'd love the opportunity to meet at one of those events uh, as well. Fantastic. Thanks, Robert, for joining us today. I look forward to uh, some discipline and energy sharing with you in the future. And fantastic. Thank you.
Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.